and welcome to Article 23. It's the podcast all about making work work. Well, this is a first for me. I've been on a few podcasts now, but I've never actually been in the driver's seat. So here we go. See how we go. In this really special series of podcasts, we're getting up close and personal with members of our mod team and asking them all about work, leadership and themselves. And it would not be complete without talking to Michael, who's one of the most important um, members of the MWAT team. All of us here at MWAT are able to get on and do what we do because of the support from Michael. So welcome, Michael Brighton Hall. Oh, thank you very much. And it's great to be here. Excellent. Now, I'm going to start um, a little bit with your background, Michael, your CV, if you like. You have really quite an amazing and varied background. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, I'm not the usual cat when it comes to uh, to the career world. So, yes, I, I get that. So, a bunch of formal qualifications and six different career paths, as I hear. Mm -hmm. So, let's just look at your formal qualifications. You've given me a list. So, swimming oh. teacher. <laughs> so, in the early days, I was a qualified swimming teacher, a swimming teacher, yeah. Yep. And then I went into design engineering where I designed such uh, auspicious things as uh, telephone boxes. And, uh, and uh, that was quite a while ago. That was many years ago, in fact. Um, and every now and again, I'll see uh, a design or part of a design of a telephone box that I had done. Um, <laughs> it's only a small thing, telephone box, right? Um, <laughs> but it's kind of cool, you know, to have some longevity in, in something that's so prominent, um, albeit um, a dying trait. Having said that, um, telephone box is getting a resurgence if only, if only as uh, an icon rather than a useful implement and then we've got traffic accident black spots oh okay um yeah so after telephone boxes i actually uh worked for the defense department doing uh, military uh weapons uh quality assurance Wow. So um, that's, uh, that was interesting and very different to designing telephone boxes. And then after that, it was trapping engineering for uh, Vic Roads in Victoria. And uh, I was uh, set to work solving traffic accident black spots. I can't even get it out. It must be a, <laughs> must be a dark period of my life. Um, and then after that, um, I uh, worked in uh, real estate. So yeah. yeah, fully qualified real estate agent, all that sort of stuff. Uh, post that, uh, built my own three-story home uh, in uh, beautiful Grace Point in the Sutherland Shire of Sydney. Right. Um, and uh, post that, uh, I managed to uh, do the house dad gig uh, across three continents, Australia, Europe, and the USA. It's so, amazing. Yeah, and, and then obviously there's other stuff like... Uh, yeah, well, my favourite, my favourite is the captain or captain. <laughs> yeah, well, I was... Uh, um, I had a, uh, a charter business where I would charter a, a large sailing yacht actually around beautiful city harbour, which is kind of fun. Uh, and whenever asked uh, what people should call me, uh, I would say, oh, captain, my captain, <laughs> which, um, which was uh, kind of fun for me. I like that a lot. Perfect. So we're going to get into some of the big questions now. Okay, um, great. That require big answers, okay? Oh, my God. So... We're going to need you to describe yourself in three words. Oh, uh, okay. Well, um, well, my business card uh, at Noir yep. and also my email signature says that I'm the everyman, uh, that I'm a yachts man and I'm a family man. So clearly wow. I'm a man. <laughs> That's a thread <laughs> running through that thing. 
Um, and the everyman is pretty self-explanatory if you look at the career path. So, you yes. know, there's engineering in there, there's tech, there's all sorts of things going on. Um, the yachtsman is sort of like, that's sort of like a, a coverall statement, sort of a yachtsman adventurer. Um, you know, when I was a young bloke, I backpacked around Asia by myself for, uh, for quite a few months. I, I'm a qualified scuba diver, skydiver. I've done the overland track, which is wilderness hiking. Uh, done that four times last time with, wow. with my daughters, which was um, really kind of cool for a parent to do, you know, open ocean sailing, all that kind of gear, you know, so that's the, that's the, you know, the Gutsman adventure part of it. And the family man, well, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, everything I do, I do for my family. So that's where the family man fits in. There's my three words. How's that? That's lovely. Oh, great. So, Michael, what is your big ambition? So if you could do anything with your working life, what would you love to achieve? Um, well, I think uh, ideally, you know, you're, you, you want to leave something, um, you want to make an impact. You want to you create something or do something or have something that's not just, you know, the sands of time kind of scenario. And for me, I, I'd like to be part of something that makes, makes a difference or leaves a legacy that, you know, you can sort of, if you hark back to what I said earlier about the um, about the telephone box, it's kind of yeah. cool. That's that's a legacy item, a telephone box. Mm -hmm. You know, um, not everyone not on everyone's tick list, of course. And I'm <laughs> sure the guy that designed the first Nokia uh, is not sort of lamenting <laughs> seeing a, a Nokia phone out somewhere. Um, but you know, something you do that 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 you can say, hey, uh, to the grandkids or the kids, say, hey, look at that. Um, I was a part of that. Isn't it great? So you know. Something that's that's significant and shapes uh, up to be something that's worth talking about. Fabulous, and, cool. and we we really feel that we're doing that here at Moi. Um, yeah, that's why I'm here. That's the part of it. It's amazing. So let's go and talk. Think about now what makes a great leader. We've asked everybody here at Moi this question. So mm -hmm. some of the biggest lessons you've learned on what makes a great leader. Ah, okay. Well, you see, because I'm part of the backroom crowd here, uh, and I'm the every minute so I do the legal side, the accounting side, the ops side, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. You know, so, so my expertise is not in this area. And mine's the every man expertise, uh, not the specific, you know, the really cool stuff that uh, people like yourself and Rhonda and Sally and James and so on and so on, all those guys are really good at. But what I have learnt uh, almost by osmosis is that you know, really great leaders um, do things uh, that are not about them. You know, it's about, it's all about the team. So, you know, sure, you know, you get leaders, you have rousing speeches and, you know, you say, oh, that leader has blinding ambition and they have these fabulous past achievements, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I think for me, it's all about the impact of the leader um, mm. and doing it with generosity and by doing that, forming really strong relationships. And that's how you you lead people. It's almost like, it's like they're leading you because you're, you're giving them space to lead and uh, enabling them to lead, not just, Hey, follow me over the hill kind of situation. So, and I think, I think it also applies uh, equally, whether it's a little team, a big team, uh, a company, or even a country, you know, like the really great leaders of, of, of countries that during the COVID environment, uh, the really great ones that it's quite evident who those guys are because, and when I say guys, I mean figuratively, of course, yes. uh, who those, who those leaders are because um, they're leading so well. And it's obvious when you get the two extremes. So yeah, that's what I think makes a great leader. That's a nice, that's a nice list. Um, so talking about topical being topical, yeah. 
through personal lived experiences and your work and based on your expertise and, you know, you've got expertise across a broad range of backgrounds. Uh-huh. Um, what do you think that COVID-19 is going to slow down or speed up our progress uh-huh. or creating a better future of work? You're going to punish me for mentioning COVID now, aren't you? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, yep. Very topical one, that one. Um, look, make no mistake. COVID uh, is an absolute disaster. Um, however, it's got an upside, which I sort of, you know, abstractly think is super cool. Um, it, it's, it's allowed uh, humanity to be observed to do things like how it bends and stretches and warps in the face of adversity, you know, and pandemics, they're about as adverse as you get. Yeah. Uh, but for the way it sort of treats the future work, well, I think it's going to speed up the focus on the future work and definitely for the better. Uh, it helps uh, crystallise where humans fit into work and why. And I think it rehumanizes um, why humans work best together and how they interact. That's, that's probably the, the crux of that, yeah. Because that's one of the things that we've all been missing, isn't it? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, uh, we, um, yeah, one of our clients is, a, is, a, is an IT business and they were, they were bursting at the idea of everyone being sent home in March. And I said, be careful what you wish for, because uh, that may not be the case. Uh, and sure enough, they're bursting to get back to the office now because they just need the human interaction. That's right. So do you think that there's something we should really focus on and something we should be doing to make the best of um, this situation? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. So again, um, if I just use that reference point for uh, the connectivity between that, uh, that tech company, um, is I think we really need to amp up the connection to others. So, and that's where, that's where they were starting to feel real pain points. It wasn't their expertise. It wasn't that they could work in their jammies at home and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, it was about the connectivity of people. So I think um, what we should be doing is really amping up the connectivity to others. And I mean, push that comms tech to its absolute limits and then keep pushing because, you know, it's necessity mother invention, all that sort of stuff. Um, So uh, I think that's really important. Um, I think um, that uh, probably start thinking hard about uh, alternative ways to connect. Uh, I got, and and I must admit it's been a very long time, but I got a letter in the mail the other day. Wow. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I thought, what the hell is this? Um, But that's kind of cool. So I think that's, you know, you don't have to rely on, the phone call, the now the the Zoom video conference, or what happens, whatever that happens to be. Um, I think the other thing is also um, be upbeat. I mean, uh, that's really important because um, you know it's uh, you know, being positive it can be infectious, and negative being negative can be infectious as well. So if you've got that's a choice right. about which one you again coming off the COVID being infectious, if which one you want to apply, then you know do the upbeat one. Uh, definitely look out for others. And, um, and yes, I'm super excited uh, about um, the death of hot desking. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just a disaster. That was just a, an accountant trying to skim money off the top and getting one to sit in different locations. <laughs> Is that wrong? And no, not at all. <laughs> okay. I, I tend to agree. Righto. Um, so back to you more personally. Uh, what's the work that you're most proud of doing or excited about doing now? Um, you know, it's, it's, um, I like being, um, uh, part of the team. I like being really useful and supportive to 
the members of the white team. Uh, the phrase I use is I like to take away the white noise. And uh, you know, that might sound a bit corny, but I sort of, I sort of akin the workplace to like a really awesome rock band. So without that, without the managers, the background guys, the roadies, the crew, the lighting guy, the sound tech, all those guys, most rock bands are just going to end up being in their mum's basement without people to help them there to get on the road. And it's, you know, it's kind of true. There's going to be a lot of garage bands that didn't have, didn't have supporters. They wouldn't be out there. I couldn't agree more. And um, I certainly love having you in that role. I have to say, Michael. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just like, uh, just like all netballers would understand here, if you need. (laughs) That's right. All right. So any, any final thoughts from you? Oh, look, it sounds like we've sort of ebbed across to a fairly uh, COVID focused kind of chat. Uh, (laughs) So I'll, I'll leave it on the focus thing, which is uh, during the COVID-19 situation, uh, keep an eye on your colleagues, friends, and family uh, while we all adjust to, I guess, it's this this new normal. And uh, hey, wash your hands. Yeah, absolutely. I want to really thank you for your time today and for being so open and honest with us, as always. Um, I've loved hearing from one of the very best people in the my team. And <laughs> knowing, can, can, we, can we write this down somewhere? Absolutely. And knowing that, you know, Michael's got your back and will solve whatever you problem you have is truly awesome. Um, so we usually close with a big mwah from us. Uh, if you want to keep in touch with Michael and the rest of the my team and community, jump on our newsletter. Uh, or better still, join our community of subscribers and have access to a whole bunch of possibilities for the future. So a big mwah from us. <laughs> Great Thanks, to be here. Mwah from me too. Okay.